0: Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports, and have some lunch on ESPN, 98, one FM and 8.50 AM, WRUF.
1: Welcome into a Monday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch, talk some sports. Elliot producing today. I just got to say, uh, if you did not listen to hoop there it is. Uh, Our final one today, uh, and I I think Mark Wise knows what I think of him and how I feel about him, but you know, being able to sit here and and do a show with him uh, as busy as he is for him to take his time is such a joy for me, just like it is with uh, the ball coach and Shaner. And of course, Jeff and I now will do our baseball show together again on deck. We'll start that Wednesday at 11 o'clock. Elliot's producing today. Uh, We will talk, obviously, Final Four. The SEC has a chance to get two teams in the women's Final Four. LSU's already in. I, I told you, LSU, let me just say this to you. LSU has done something differently than Florida normally does it. And it's worked out for them in spades. Big time. They went, and Florida has gone historically for the up-and-comer, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. It's worked out. It also hasn't worked out. LSU went for the home run. Kim Mulkey is from Louisiana. She was coaching at Baylor for 20 years. She won three national championships. They lured her back home. In year two, she has LSU in the Final Four. In year two. LSU went out and got a football coach who coached at Notre Dame, who got to the college football playoff, and with a roster that was a bit bare, they, I think most people would agree, overachieved, exceeded expectation. They... Hit home runs. Florida's coaching hires to this point? Singles. Baseball analogy. Doesn't mean it's going to stay that way. Doesn't mean. But that's just how it is. So we can talk. Final four. 3928255. You can email uh, russell at wruf.com. Um i got to ask this, because this is Mike's email here, and Mike makes the same complaint a lot. He has the right to what he says. Defensive teams that score in the 50s and low 60s, in my opinion, don't have a chance in the tournament. I hope that style of basketball is dead because it's miserable to watch. Okay, I'm a history guy. I went back and looked at the NCAA tournament. Farley Dickinson beat Purdue 63-58. Think Farley Dickinson was pretty happy with that outcome? FAU beat Memphis 66-65. Think they were pretty excited about that? FAU beat Tennessee 62-55. to Anybody think that FAU wasn't excited about that? They won two games in the 60s. Now, the other ones... They scored 78 against Fairleigh Dickinson, I think. And I believe 79. But are you going to tell me those other two games weren't as exciting to watch as the ones they scored 70-plus? I, I mean, I, I don't know. But but, to, but just to say that seems to me uh, not you know, the best thing. Now, Miami, Texas, 88-81. Fun to watch. Okay. San Diego State beat Creighton 57-56. to 56. Was that game exciting? You bet it was. So please don't tell me that those games aren't exciting to watch. Because they are. If you disagree, tell me. But that style of play is not going away, and it shows up in this tournament. Miami beat Drake... Scoring 63 points. Now, after that, they got their big guy back and they scored more. But you get my point. So this is not necessarily going to go away. All right. We'll get with Daryl here. Daryl, hi.
2: Hey, good afternoon, Steve. Hey. Steve, if you can win two out of three in the SEC in baseball, that's good. But, man, if you can get a sweep on the road, especially, that's great.
1: Of course it is. Absolutely it is.
2: Steve, I think Ole Miss will be better as the year goes by because they got some injuries right now in the pitching staff.
1: They do. Um, but it's interesting. Uh, when you have the last two College World Series champions, Ole Miss and Mississippi State, they are a combined 0 and 12 in the SEC right now.
2: Right. 0 and 12 Mandy Swim swept Mississippi State over the weekend, too. Yep. Steve, uh, you know, it's good to see kids coming off the bench right now and uh, contributing itself, too.
1: You have to have that over the course of a year to be successful, in my opinion. Because injuries happen. I mean, anybody think Wyatt Lankford was going to be hurt? You don't know that. Good good to see him back, too. Uh, but, you know, Luke Heyman has done a really nice job. Um, I thought did a really nice job yesterday. And it, it's funny, Florida – and this is where coaching comes in. Okay. The Gator starters over the weekend were not that good. Let's be honest about it. The Gator starting pitching was so so. But the relief pitching, which had been a bit maligned, was pretty good. And you know, all of a sudden, Neely is closing games. Philip Abner has found the strike zone and the pitching staff now, uh, the relief pitching, which was supposed to be the the Achilles' heel, has suddenly gotten a little bit better.
2: Yeah, you took the words out of my mouth here, Steve. That's what I was thinking, too. Um, you know, this could be a special year. I understand there's a lot of baseball left, Steve, but where do you think Florida could improve on right now? We're only in, going into April right now.
1: I, I think the starting pitching. I mean, look, they're striking out a lot of people. And that's wonderful, but my big number is earned run average. So the, the, the starting pitchers have not been great in that area. So I would say there, certainly, but that changes sometimes, Daryl, week to week because last week it was the relief pitching, right? That oh. wasn't so good. Well, they had a good week. So, I mean, we'll see what next week brings. But I think more consistency in the starting pitching.
2: Okay. Yeah, I, you know, the first time we've swept Ole Miss since, what, 88 out in Oxford?
1: Uh, I don't know if it's 88, but a long time.
2: Yeah, and so, you know, there was no beer showers in the outfield from the students this weekend, so that was nice seeing that, you know. All right. Thank you, Steve. Yep,
1: thank you, Daryl. 3928255, you can email russell at com. William says, bad news for Gator fans. Jim Laronega is a hell of a coach. This is not news. But his issue has always been talent and recruiting. Now that Ruiz is signing checks like that, yep, real talent's going to Miami. They're going to be a contender for as long as he stays there now. Pivoting to FAU for a second, it's great for May. People need to relax about him being here, et cetera. FAU was mediocre the first four years he was there. Somebody may hire him, and good luck to them. I don't want him here. For baseball, pitching's not great on the front end this weekend. Looked a lot better in the pen. Exactly my point. Anytime you can sweep on the road, cherish it because it's rare, especially when your starter has eight walks on Sunday. Yes. Good teams find ways to win when you are not playing your best. It's easy to win when everything's going right. Great starting pitching. Relieve is good. You know, you're fielding great. You're hitting great. Well, that's easy. But what happens when it's not? You still find ways to win. That usually means you're going to be pretty good down the road. Twelve fourteen. time check brought to you by Hayes Jailory, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, W-R-U-F. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending
0: now on ESPN, FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
3: Good afternoon, I'm Victoria Alves. Gators women's basketball will take on Bowling Green in the WNIT Great Eight tonight. Florida are on a three game winning streak, so one more win would put them through to the Fab Four if they defeat the Falcons tonight. Live coverage of tonight's game will begin right here at 545. Also in Gator sports, Gators baseball will go against FSU tomorrow in Jacksonville. Over the weekend, Florida took home a series sweep against Ole Miss and will look to add another win into their streak. In March Madness, there are now two Florida schools left fighting for the national title. Florida Atlantic and Miami will head on to the Final Four. Florida Atlantic will take on UConn, and Miami will go against San Diego State on Saturday night. That's your Gainesville Sports Center on Victoria Alves.
0: ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF.
1: The Rhode Boys Ranch is a terrific local charity. It's in Polatka, and a lot of folks have asked about, you know, how long they've been around and what they've done. Well, it's very easy to find out. Just Google. Boys Ranch Palatka or go to RBR.org and you'll find information about what this organization does. But in essence, they help at-risk young boys from troubled homes find their way back. And they do this through your donations of unwanted cars, trucks, RVs, boats, motorcycles, just about any kind of vehicle. Please consider donating it to the Road Heaver Boys Ranch. They fix these vehicles up. They resell them and your donations are tax-deductible. It goes a long way to helping this charity and to helping these kids find the way back. Once again, to find out more, Google Boys Ranch Polacka or go to rbr.org.
4: Drugs and alcohol have real effects on your ability to drive. In fact, last year, more than 800 people died in impaired driving crashes in Florida. DUIs are costly, and you will lose your license. You may even face jail time. VUIs will stay on your record for 75 years. Driving while impaired has real consequences. Impairment is no illusion. Never drive impaired. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles.
5: Spurrier's Gridiron Grill is a special type of place for fans of the Gators and great food, which is why we've made every day special. Join us on Martini Tuesdays for half-off handcrafted martinis and Wine Wednesdays, where you can enjoy a bottle of wine for 50% off. And don't forget the incredible Spurrier's Gridiron Grill brunch buffet and bottomless mimosas and Bloody Marys every Saturday and Sunday from 11 to 3. That's right, a brunch buffet every Saturday and Sunday from 11 to 3. Spurrier's Gridiron Grill, the hottest restaurant in Florida in the heart of Gator Nation
6: the big screen the atmospheric lighting the unbelievable sound there's only one place you could be
7: uh yeah um at my house oh yes
0: very nice get the home theater you have always dreamed of electronics world in gainesville visit electronicsworld.net for more information.
6: When it comes to taking care of your acreage, don't mess around. Toro's zero-turn mowers cut big yards down to size in less time, so you can spend more time hunting, fishing, or just enjoying the day. Built with comfort-enhancing, productivity-boosting features, like MyRide suspension that takes the ache out of acreage, massive rear-drive tires for ultimate traction, and ultra-durable iron forge cutting decks you can rely on for years to come. Bull through anything that dares get in your way. Toro, count on it. Visit toro.com zeroturn zero-turn to find yours.
5: Join us at Odyssey as we all do our one thing, together millions of things for our planet. For spring cleaning, make your own cleaning products from baking soda and vinegar. When we each share our one thing, it becomes a million things for our planet. What's your one thing?
0: On Deck with Jeff Cardozo and Steve Russell, Wednesday mornings at 11, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM, WRUF. All right, let's get some phone calls.
8: Three
1: nine two eight two five five. Email s russell at wruf. John,
3: hello.
7: Yeah, it's good afternoon, Steve. Uh, great show. Listened to a little bit, you and Mark. That was excellent in the last hour. So uh, every everything's been pretty cool. Um, before I get to Gator baseball, um, I'm in total agreement with you as far as you know these. You mean know, these low scoring games? They're intriguing. That Creighton San Diego State game yesterday was just. You know, I was on the edge of my seat. I don't have vested interest in either team, but that was just a pretty good game, and I was just kind of ashamed to me whether the refs got it right or wrong. At the end, I thought, it, I mean, I, I wish it would have, you know, ch- changed a little bit, and they could have at least given Creighton an opportunity to maybe do a tip in or something like that. That was pretty cool. I, I, I enjoy the, the tournament this year, even though the Gators aren't in it. But having said that, uh, I mean, you look at, you're talking about. Uh, Jim Lariega down in Miami. He's he's one of a few handful of coaches that have taken multiple teams to the Final Four. That's that's pretty cool, you know. i not exactly like rooting for him, but uh, I I think that's pretty cool that he shows that he can really coach.
1: Oh, he can coach, uh, and look, you 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 coach better with talent, right? And they went out and bought the talent, and and while some can be critical of that, that's the way of the world now. You're right, and and that. You, if, if anybody whines and moans about that, that you know, this is what the sports become, well, okay, I, I get it. I, I'm not a fan of it either, but that's how it is now. It's legal, and the ones who've gotten out in front of it have reaped the benefits of it, and Miami certainly no. has, because both their men's and women's teams are doing great, and they bought them.
7: That's true, and then, you know, just like them you know, Florida has an opportunity to go and do that too. So that's uh, you know, the way that this like you say, the the landscape of the of the game, not just baske- basketball. But um uh, I'm I'm I mean, obviously the sweep over the weekend, you know, it's long you know, early season, but I I'm just really enjoying watching some of these young guys get up and produce, you know, two home runs yesterday. I mean, just you know, clutch hits. I mean, not just home runs, but you know, some clutch hits, not just yesterday, but the whole weekend. I mean, it just it's a joy, you know. From past years, you know, you see guys coming up, and you know, I mean, we did leave like eight or nine on on the on the base path yesterday, but it just seems that like in the past when we've left that many on base, it just seems that like we we didn't capitalize. So I'm I'm just I'm just saying that I'm really enjoying the season in the Go Gators. Talk okay, to you,
1: thank you, John. Uh, PG, hello.
9: Hey man, um, I need your coach George Washington, right? George Mason. He's in George Mason. Sorry. Um, yeah, he's a good coach, I and mean, he's got to be in his 70s.
1: He's, uh, I think he's approaching are... 70, I think.
9: So, yeah, I mean, gosh, he's from Miami. Um, but, yeah, he still looks like he's got a lot left in the tank, too. So, hopefully they don't win. But if they do, you know, whatever. Uh, I just wanted to talk about Jack Caglione, man. I, I've coached baseball for a long time. I've watched it probably 40 years. I guess the best word I could describe this guy is, He's an enigma. Like I've never seen anything like it. Like yesterday, I look up, I was doing some things, and he had eight walks. And if Langford catches that ball, he doesn't give up a run. Um, but he wound up giving up the runs. But he also has a home run, and I'm like, I've never seen anything like this. Have you? And, and my question, really, is is part of this the ball? Yes. Because
1: unquestionably, okay. yes. Okay. Um, I mean, do I I know that for a fact, PG? No. But everybody I have talked to, because the number of home runs being hit is alarming to me as a former pitcher. And so I've talked on and off the record. If you listen, I've had coaches on talking about this. Yes. And there hasn't been one who said to me on the record, off the record, that they didn't at least... Believe or think the baseball's different. Some came right out and said it was Alabama's coach. Look, I- I'm out here every day. I-, I watch batting practice. I see, you know, where balls are going and the guys who are hitting them. So, in his opinion, there was no. It was definitely that the ball was different. But it's different. There's no question. It's different.
9: I remember that you interviewed him and he said, you know, in batting practice, you know, we're good, but we're not that good. Right. right. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, where Jacks hitting them? Like, how many times have you seen a ball go off the batter's eye where he put I mean, I can remember the home game and then over there at Ole Miss. And I'm thinking to myself, this is, like, I've never seen this. The well, guy is just.
1: Well, he the one last year when Jeff and I were at Missouri, when he hit the ball on the roof of the football facility, was like a moonshot. And, yeah, the I mean, the ball just. Just goes off his bat so fast, you know the, the the exit velocity, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, very very rare. Uh, I I yeah. can't think of anybody else. If I had time to, maybe I could. But just the ball just jumps off his bat. Okay,
9: so I'm not crazy. No, well, I might be crazy. But,
1: uh, no, and think about it. He was hitless against Alabama.
9: I know, and then he comes out and does that. You know, another interesting thing about him. He's from Tampa. And, you know, I mean, gosh, there's a ton of scouts there, you know, perfect game. They, I mean, it's Tampa. And if I'm not mistaken, he didn't have any, nobody drafted him. He wasn't offered any money. How do you miss a six foot five left? I know he had the injury. Six well, that, five left, had, that's part of I it. Mean, well, they missed. And I don't know how, I mean, kudos to Sully because I, wait, I watch baseball, like I said, like you. I wait for guys like this. Like, this is like, he's amazing. So, anyway, that's it, man. Appreciate it. Okay.
1: Thank you, PG. Uh, See, Gabe says, uh, a bit concerned about our weekend starters, their lack of consistency plus defensive lapses we've seen of late. Elite teams that compete for championships usually do it with high level, starting pitching, tight D, and solid relief pitching and closer. Nearly beginning to look the part. Adner in mid-relief is looking like the pitcher I thought he'd be in his first scrimmages in 21. Good to see Arroyo doing well. Yes, not sure if he's been hurt, but surprised he's not seen much action until this weekend. like to see Tejeda get more opportunities as well. No doubt we can hit. Our weekend starting pitching's been roughed up some. I agree Cags is being ridden pretty hard. The Pacey's uh, throwing his mechanics off. Eight walks, three and two thirds innings. Hard to believe at this level. Lucky to escape nearly unscathed. We've yet to play the elite teams in the SEC, so we will need to get better if we're to get where we all sense we can get this year. That. What is amazing to me, and again, we're two weeks in, so I think you have to be very careful when you do this, but think about the haves and the have-nots, okay? When you look at the standings, there are two and 6-0 teams, two and 5-1 teams, and two and 4-2 teams. There are two three and three teams, but AM, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Georgia are one and five or worse. So, yeah, a bit top heavy. And now, you know, now I looked, I took a little sneak peek ahead here. Auburn is at Florida, they're two and four in the league. And then, you know, Arkansas hosts Alabama. Georgia has to go to Vanderbilt, who is just on fire. I mean, Georgia's season may ride on this weekend. Think about that. Week three. I mean, Kentucky, 5-1. and one. I don't think anybody saw that coming. And Tennessee plays LSU. That is the big series of the weekend. And South Carolina at 6-0 and zero, now goes to Mississippi State. And Mississippi State has been awful. Awful. And Ole Miss, give him credit. You know the team in the league that's played the most games against the top twenty five? Missouri uh, Mississippi. They're four and seven. And Vandy, conversely, is eight and two and Florida is seven and two against the top twenty five. So pretty nice. 12-28, time check brought to you by Hayes Jilly. Carlos us up. Talks and sports, God knows there's plenty to talk about. ESPN 981FM 850AM WRUF.
0: If it's happening with the Gator Nation, hear it here first. ESPN 981FM 850AM WRUF. The
10: springtime weather couldn't have come at a better time because now's the time for the Polaris of Gainesville inventory clearance sale where you can save hundreds, even thousands on tracker boats and Polaris off-road vehicles. Enjoy the great outdoors with family and friends in the beautiful springtime air. For bass fishermen, they're biting now. And those bass just love being hooked by tracker brand boaters at Polaris of Gainesville. The 2023s are here and the 2022s must go now. Take advantage of interest rates as low as 4.99% and rebates up to $6,000. Plus get $500 trading credit with select Polaris models and payments under $99 per month on youth models. Now is the time. Polaris of Gainesville is the place for the inventory clearance sale. US 441 between Gainesville and Alachua. Online at polarisofgainesville.com and incentives on specific models. See Polaris of Gainesville for details. Interest rates are determined by lender with approved credit.
5: Are you interested in a career providing care and education for children ranging from six weeks to five years old? Career Source of North Central Florida and the University of Florida's Early Childhood Education Center, Baby Gator, will host a career fair Wednesday, April 5th from 10 till 2. Find out about UF's benefits and Baby Gator's bonus program, including competitive salary and time off. That's Wednesday, April 5th from 10 till 2 at Career Source North Central Florida in the Publix Shopping Center on North Main Street in Gainesville. Go to jobs.ufl.edu for more information.
11: Medicaid covered many Floridians during the public health emergency, but now for many, that coverage may end. If you are in jeopardy of losing your health coverage, don't worry. You may qualify for affordable health insurance through the Federal Health Insurance Marketplace. Navigators are ready to help you find the most affordable coverage option. This help is always free and confidential. Visit us at CoveringFlorida.org to learn more. That's CoveringFlorida.org.
12: What is ClearSound Audiology, and how can they help you? Well, simply put, ClearSound Audiology focuses on enhancing your life by addressing hearing loss, whether it's affecting you or a loved one. Don't miss what you haven't been hearing. There's absolutely no obligation with the two-week trial period. Try your hearing aids before you buy them. All UF and Santa Fe students and employees save 10%, or mention ESPN for 10% savings as well. Visit us online at clearsoundaudiology.com or in person in our Gainesville or Lake City offices. ClearSound Audiology, where your hearing aid comes with a doctor.
0: From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update.
4: A return to mostly sunny and partly sunny skies are expected with breezy conditions yet again. Southwesterly winds will occasionally gust upwards of 20 to 25 miles per hour. That's going to allow for temperatures this afternoon to reach the upper 80s and even low 90s, especially south of Gainesville. As we go into the overnight, we'll see a return to mostly cloudy skies. Rain chances move into our area by tomorrow. From the UF Weather Center, I'm Meteorologist Justin Ballard.
6: The, 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 the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. <laughs> they love
13: their basketball. They're dying for a winner. And if Patino can somehow get the back pages there, the tabloids, you bring a couple of players in, keep them home, that shouldn't be that difficult. I, I would be shocked if Patino is not
0: a great success. at success. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9 right here on WRUF. We are your home for the NCAA basketball tournament and the Final Four. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. It's the Dean of Sports Talk in Gainesville, Steve Russell, on ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM WRUF.
1: Breaking news today, Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson has apparently asked for a trade. And here's what gets me. A player can ask for that, right? But what if the team said no? You're going to play for us. You're under contract. You're going to play for us. Well, I get what management's going to say, right? Well, I don't want a disgruntled guy, you know, being in my locker room but clearly now, this is this is a player's league. I'm not saying it shouldn't be, but they got a lot of power now. Greg, hello.
14: Hey, Steve. I just wanted to comment at the beginning of the show. You were talking about the up-and-coming coaches versus the established. Um, I just wanted to say, with UF, I think they've had great success in both football and basketball, obviously, with, with the hire of Coach Billy Donovan and Steve Spurrier. But I think Florida has this mentality. It's like, hey, we're Florida. We've got the multiple championships in football and basketball, back-to-back, last school to do it in in basketball. And that's great. And all. Kansas wasn't able to do it this year. And I love that. But at the same time, it's almost like a curse. In my opinion, this is like Florida has this. We're Florida. We have championships. Therefore, anybody we plug in is going to work. And with Napier in football and Golden in basketball, and I love them personally as guys, everything I've heard and listened to them speak on videos and stuff, I think they're good and great coaches. They're cool people. But I'm, they're not the, like you pointed out at the beginning of, this, uh, of your first segment, they're not an LSU hire like they did with the Kelly coach. And in my opinion, Florida has to get rid of that. I'm Florida. We're Florida. We can plug. We can hire anybody and, and punch them in, p- plug them in, and we're going to have success. Because I would challenge anybody, any of your callers, to tell me they knew who Todd Golden was before Florida was looking at him, and they said, man, that guy can coach. I'm just saying, as an avid Gator fan grew up here, Florida's got to get their heads out of the sky because they're not all that anymore, Steve. And you know that's hard for me to say as a Gator and a Gainesvilleian, but they're not all that, and they need to get rid of that because there's a scripture verse. Says don't think more highly of yourself than you ought to. And I think Florida's suffering from that right now, and go Gators. Okay, thank you. Here's the
1: difference with a fan base at a smaller school FAU. okay. This is Dusty May's fifth year at FAU. First year, 17 and 16 in the league, below 500. Year two, 17 and 15 in the league, below 500. Then, the COVID year, thirteen and ten, seven and five, in the league, and last year nineteen and fifteen, and eleven and seven. They weren't even in the NIT. They were in the CBI, last year. Okay, I want you to understand that. Florida Atlantic is in the Final Four, and last year. The tournament they were in was the C-B-I. Sometimes patience pays off. Do you think those fans now give a damn about the first four years Dusty May was there? They don't. And, and that's the great thing about sports, right? But the, you can afford that At a smaller school, and I get it. You know, that's just how this works. Anybody know the coach at San Diego State before they got in the tournament? Sometimes you get lightning in a bottle. What happened to St. Peter's? Where are they? St. Peter's went back to the to the pearly gates sometimes it's a one-year flash d hello
15: hey what's up steve uh tournament for sure um you know steve first to that email about the basketball and the scores and stuff like that um you know the scores are going to be low scoring steve because in the tournament it's just like in the nba um it's more of a half-court game teams aren't crashing the offensive glass as much they want everybody back on defense so they want to settle that thing into a half-court game so I mean, if you get a game in the 70s, that's really high scoring. But a lot of those games are going to be in the uh, you know low to mid 60s. Uh, that's that's the norm for these tournament games.
1: Yeah, and I think you know the old cliche about you know valuing your possessions more. Don't want to turn the ball over. I mean, in, in this year's tournament, I think if you look at the overall you know scheme of things, there were games that were 88 to 85. Okay, my point is at this time of the year. If it's 88 to 85 or 60 to 57, is it any it is. less exciting?
15: <laughs> no, it's but not. I, no, it's, it's, it's a one game in out scenario. So I don't care if it was 32, <laughs> 30. I mean, the winner goes on. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, anyway, onto the game, Steve, uh, you know, just, uh, other than the, uh, UConn Gonzaga game, which, uh, was a beat down. I, I just thought UConn was going to be too physical for, uh, Gonzaga. And that, that proved to be the case, but, uh, you know, shout-out to FAU, man. Uh, it looked like that game was teetering in the second half. You know, Noel's banking shots off the glass. You know, he's doing his thing. You know, Keontae hit a shot, but he was mostly – it's a rough game for him. He was in foul trouble. But, man, that, that Martin kid for FAU was something. He mm-hmm. hit that big shot at the top of the key, and they just they just went full, man, hitting free throws. So you got to give it to them. Um, you know, San Diego State, like you said, man, nobody know who they were. But they uh they obviously earned their their keep, and then on uh, Miami. Just thinking about Miami, I was thinking about this today, Steve. Uh, you know, last year in the Elite Eight, they jumped out on Kansas pretty good, and then Kansas hit them with that haymaker and they folded. You know, this year Texas, you know, in the first half, and the second half, you know, had that lead, and then I think that experience for Miami, uh, kind of kind of sunk in in that second half where they just they kept coming, kept chipping away, and you know Texas that. It just seemed like from the last 10 minutes on, Texas was playing the the clock and not the game. And you can't expect the clock to run out, man. No one's giving up in these games. So uh, they they made a mistake. And I think Miami's experience, player-wise and coaches-wise, did uh, Texas in.
1: Yep. And you kind of mentioned this is not a one-year thing with Miami. They were good last year, too. They just took it one step further this year.
15: Right. And I got to jump on the the team that – busted my bowl, man, Alabama, Steve. Um, you know, I, I go back to, I remember Jimmy Dyke said this during the SEC uh, tournament. Um, he said the key for Alabama is can they win when their fastball isn't going well, which means the three ball.
14: And, you know,
15: they went three for 27 in the game, and that's going to get you beat, man. You gotta, and that I think that's Nate Oates' next challenge is to find a way to win these games without going, you know, 12 for 25 from the three-point line because one game ice cold like that can do you in. So I think that's the next uh, process in his maturation.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, I I agree. Every kind of team is different, and every scenario is a bit different. um, Because if if you you know if if your three points not going, then where is Brandon Miller? Well, so I mean, I hear you, and I don't disagree, but you cannot in my opinion, live and die by the three. You just can't do that. And and Alabama in the tournament, if you think about it, they only scored, what, seventy one or something like that against Maryland? They they weren't clicking out their defense was great in that game. And and they scored what in the sixties against San Diego? But that's what San Diego State does. That's their MO. They I don't want to say muggy, but they you know they they get you pretty good, you know, physically, and that's that that's their game. So can can the, the the teams that win in the tournament, in my opinion, find ways against different kinds of teams to win.
15: Agreed. That that's, that comes down to coaching. So, you know, uh, it should, should be a great uh, two games this year. It'd be good, Steve.
1: Okay, thank you. You know what's interesting? Miami, Um. what they did, their first game, I don't know anything about Drake but they scored 63 against Drake, right? Then they scored 85, 89, and 88. They got one player back, and that one player made a big, big, big difference. No question. Uh, All right, some emails here. Mark says, if you're the AD for Texas, do you make the first call to Nate Oates to gauge his interest before deciding on whether to hire the interim as a full-time coach? I don't know Nate Oates. Might be a cool guy, and he's certainly a good coach and knows talent. But do you want to make a phone call to him given the circus that was Alabama this year and the tone-deaf comment he made about you know the the gun business when you just had a coach that you ran out of town over you know what beard did when l- charges were later dropped seems to me that texas is more committed to basketball than bama also has more tradition uh i don't know i mean more tradition probably bama's been very up and down in basketball but that's that is not a phone call if I'm at Texas that I would make to him good coach yes do I think it's the right fit I don't know Uh, Mark says when I was a kid there used to be offenses called palming and traveling committing these offenses led to a loss of possession today it seems these these offenses no longer exist especially in the NBA do they in fact still exist yes if so why aren't they called because The rules are lax. I mean, if you, if you, I think, especially carrying the basketball, the the literal definition of a carry, you could probably call that all the time. They just let it go. That's just how it is now. Uh, I think it's Tampa. Mike, had to pass this along. Your point was spun on about winning, making it easy to support your team. But the real test is when things don't go as well. Your wording reminded me from this classic late, great Ted Knight. It's easy to grin when your ships come in. You've got the stock market beat, but the man worthwhile is the man who can smile when his shorts are too tight in the seat. That's from Caddyshack. Uh, yeah, that's very true. 12 Oh, when I come back, you think facilities are an important thing in where a recruit goes? Twenty-four-seven sports just published something about what recruits said were the most impressive facilities. I'll tell you about that next. Twelve forty-four, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, ninety-eight one FM, eight fifty AM WYUF.
0: Gainesville Sports.
11: Good morning, I'm, I'm Jared Sivin. Today in the WNIT, Gators women's basketball heads to Bowling Green, Ohio to take on the Bowling Green Fal- Falcons in the Great 8. Catch live coverage right here, starting at 545. Tomorrow, the number three Gators baseball team heads to Jacksonville to face rivals FSU. Gators are on a four-game winning streak dating back to the last time they played FSU, winning 9-5. to Catch live coverage tomorrow night's game right here, starting at 555. On Wednesday, the number 21 Gators softball team hosts Stetson. Catch live coverage right here, starting at 545. March Madness is nearing an end, and only four teams remained. This Saturday, Florida Atlantic will face San Diego State, and UConn will take on Miami in the Final Four. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Jared Sivan
0: ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
1: Southeast Cardency at 310 Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville. invites you to come see them. Come check out their wide selection. Of vehicles, But if you're looking for a new one, isn't the place to go. But if you want the best and late model, low mileage vehicles, man, they are the place to go. And think about it. There's a lot of car dealerships now that say, oh, we got great used cars. Well, they've been doing this as a family-owned business for over 40 years. And that experience, that know-how, and that knowledge pays off. Every vehicle I've purchased for them has been great for me. They can do the same thing for you, you can go online, secars.com. You can check out the vehicles that way. Go see them in person, test drive them, eyeball them for yourself. They'll let you do that as well. Their sales staff's great, always there to help you. Never tries to hard sell you. Remember, when you go see them in person, tell them Sports Scene sent you to the good people at Southeast Car Agency.
14: You know International Diamond Center is the best place to buy diamonds and find jewelry. But did you also know IDC will
6: buy from you diamonds, heirloom jewelry, estate jewelry, Swiss watches, coins? Don't be afraid to come in and get a price on something that maybe it's an heirloom that you want to sell or you're just checking to see the price.
14: IDC owner Keith LeClaire has a vast network of collectors and buyers around the world, so IDC can always find a market for your jewelry.
6: We always pay a very strong price to buy. There's a resale market that's there. And we pay top dollar for top merchandise. We have people all over the world that we sell to. So some collectors are going to pay way more than any consumer is going to pay. We'll give you the best possible price, no games played, and you'll get the check or the cash, whatever one you want. Let IDC appraise what's in your jewelry box. You might get a pleasant surprise. Sometimes they come in, they have no idea
14: what's there, and then all of a sudden they walk out with a $28,000 check. International Diamond Center, online at ShopIDC.com.
12: HealthCare.gov is here for you when life happens. If you lost your health coverage because of turning 26, going off Medicaid, leaving your job, or moving, you could be eligible to enroll in new coverage now. And if you need to update your coverage because of marriage or having a baby, you could also be eligible. But don't wait. There's a limited time to enroll. Check your eligibility at HealthCare.gov today. Life happens. Get covered. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services.
11: Chase loves soccer. I'm Chase Greer and I'm 12 years old. And his dream is to turn pro. That's why Chase and his family make sure he's always having fun and squeezing out his best with Go-Go Squeeze. Okay, buddy, let's break for a Go-Go Squeeze. Go-Go Squeeze Fruit-On-The-Go pouches are a nutritious snack made from 100% fruit with no sugar added. That's my boy! Because when you nurture your
6: kids, you squeeze out the best in them. Squeeze out the best with Go-Go Squeeze. Not a low-calorie
11: food. Products range from 11 to 13 grams of sugar and 60 to 70 calories per serving.
12: The Manawak Caves is a brand-new fiction podcast that marries supernatural horror storytelling with an immersive psychological thriller. Tune in to uncover the chilling story and secrets as old as the caves themselves.
6: Without monsters, there there are no victims, no prosecutions, no defenses, no justice.
12: Listen to The Manawak Caves, that's M-A-N-T-A-W-A-U-K, Caves, wherever you get your podcasts.
13: You know our partners, TireRack.com. You know, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, tire decision guy. They test the tires. They've got their own test track where they push tires to the limit. Yeah, those guys. You want a quiet tire with great traction, comfortable ride. Use their results to make an informed choice. They sell only the best, like the full lineup of Goodyear tires. Go to Dan. See for yourself. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. I just learned Discover credit cards do something pretty awesome. At the end of your first year, they automatically double all the cash back you've earned. That's right. Everything you've earned, doubled. All the cash back from eating at your favorite restaurant, doubled. All the cash back from that trip where you sort of learned to snowboard, that's also doubled. And the best part, you don't have to do anything ridiculous to get it. No, Discover does it automatically. Seriously, though, see the terms and check it out for yourself. Discover.com slash match.
12: This is the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM WRUF,
3: the
6: home of the Florida Gators.
1: Thank you, Sean. Welcome back. Still time to hear from you. Lots to talk about today. 392-8255. Email srussell at wruf.com. Don't forget. The Major League Baseball season cranks up this week. So, one more thing to talk about. Uh, Okay, 24-7 Sports published this. Back in January, before the All-American Bowl in Texas, the participants in the game were asked to fill out a survey asking them to name the school which had the best athletic facilities. Ninety-four players filled it out. Uh, among the schools that got just one vote were schools like Penn State, UCLA, Florida State, and North Carolina. Now, mind you, Penn State, Florida State are schools that are projected to have very nice years next year. Now, let's see here. Also, Notre Dame got one. Oklahoma got two. Texas A&M got two. Miami got four. Auburn got four. Florida got four, the same as Ohio State. Now, I want you to think about that, okay? Ohio State, really good, right? Same as Florida, four. Michigan got four. Texas got four. Tennessee got five. LSU got six. Clemson got eight. Alabama got 11. Oregon got 12. Georgia got 15. So Florida got four. Georgia got 15. So again, I'm not great at math. And this is only one sample, but there were one, two, uh, three, four schools in the SEC that got more votes than Florida did. But it just goes to show you, right? That's just one aspect of the whole thing. But I wanted to throw that out there for whatever that was worth. All right, about five minutes left in the hour. 3928255. By the way, let me just say this. The other day, uh, when Jenny Rowland was here, I was so impressed from you all because of the questions and the comments that you had prepared. That was amazing. She was really uh, pleasantly surprised by that. Baby says, if you were an AD, would you gamble on a potential up-and-comer or tend to hire successful, experienced coaches? Depends where you are as the AD. If you're at at, um, Duke... Are you going to hire an up-and-comer? Now, granted, they hired a guy who was on the coaching staff for a long but he's been there. So most times, if you're at a school like that, you're not going to hire an up-and-comer. When an interesting lineup of Final Four teams. In some ways, kind of nice. I thought Alabama coach's decision to have his guys foul in the backcourt with around 51 seconds left when they were down by two was a little suspect. Analysts questioned as well. Uh, Gator baseball, nice wins. Not completely sure what to make of Ole Miss or State, for that matter. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I, as I said, State and Ole Miss are a combined 0 and 12 in the SEC. Crazy. Andrew says, how does FAU stay focused with Dusty May getting job offers left and right? Pretty easily. They're focused. Do you think a player right now cares about Dusty May's future. They care about now, right? That, that's like me saying, um, you know, I I might go to play sex, but I have a chance to be something of the year. Well, I'm going to concentrate on that now. Why does Keontae foul so much, complain so much about foul trouble? All players do that. All players do that. I mean, we could talk about how games are officiated, things like that, but that's that's not uncommon. Um, Gators softball. Boy, they took it on the chin yesterday. Lost a series at Arkansas. Interesting. You know who leads the SEC in hitting? Florida. Florida's hitting 341 as a team. And Arkansas is last. In the SEC and hitting. 279. And yet Arkansas took two or three from Florida. Arkansas has a team ERA of 230. Florida's team ERA, 288. Only three teams in the league are worse at this point than that number South Carolina, Missouri, and Kentucky. But this is a very, very, very competitive. SEC in softball. And if you look at SEC only stats, this is where pedal comes to the metal, right? Florida leads the SEC in hitting. In SEC games only, Florida's hitting 240. That's 100 points less. Kentucky is hitting 354. In SEC games, in softball, Florida's ERA is 6.08. Only Texas A&M is worse. So that's where Florida's issue is right now, early on in the league, in the circle. Arkansas's team ERA in the SEC is 2.73. And if you look at the league, Missouri and South Carolina and Ole Miss... All have just one win. <clears throat> Alabama is two and four in the SEC, very un Alabama like. Right now, Tennessee eight and one, Georgia seven and one, the two best records in softball. Isn't it funny? How many people call here and talk about baseball and nobody talks softball? That's another amazing thing to me. Um uh, Okay, we'll take some more calls here. Uh, but Bill has an email about Lamar Jackson. Uh, Steve, in your opinion, is Lamar Jackson a good, really good, excellent, or superior quarterback? Ooh, that's a great question. I'll say this. When, if I said to Elliot, <clears throat> hey, who. Who was your top five quarterbacks in the NFL? Would you put Lamar Jackson there? No. I think most people would. And I'm not saying he shouldn't be. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it. I'm just saying that names that roll off the tongue, he's not there. So, I don't know.
8: Do you think he's top ten?
1: Yes. Absolutely top ten.
8: Where would you
13: place him?
1: Oh, I'd have to think. Uh, I need a little time for that. But, I mean, I I can't imagine there are, you know, nine or ten other guys better than him. Um, And remember, the GOAT's not there, so we take him out of the equation. You know, most people would probably say Aaron Rodgers, okay? But where do you – I mean, think about where you go after that in, in the league how many guys are truly truly elite in the NFL i mean kyler murray uh carolinas quarterback, and that, that that's part of their thing hour 2 coming up stay with us here on sports scene
0: WRUF Gainesville, U251CG, Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
16: Dave Automotive,
1: we get the bugs
0: out of your car. Hey, it's Steve Russell. Here's a
1: story I've heard too many times. You need your car looked at, so you take it to the dealership or some chain store, and guess what? They're backed up, understaffed, and woefully unorganized. You just know if you leave your car there, it'll be days before you see it again. You don't need that kind of mess in your life. Dave Mays Automotive is fully staffed. They have 5 ASC ASE-certified mechanics on hand. There's no wait time, and they'll even give you a loaner car if you need it. Now, that's service, and that's why I and so many others have been trusting Dave Mays Automotive since 1975 located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the Industrial Complex behind the sunnies on Waldo Road, online at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, they get the bugs out.
12: Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car.
5: Severe weather is on the rise every year. Rather than relying on our aging power grid, millions are choosing to protect their homes with Generac Home Standby Generators. Would you like to be a part of this lucrative industry? Generator Supercenter, the nation's number one Generac generator dealer, has a franchise opportunity available in Gainesville, Ocala. Join the industry-leading team with a proven franchise model generating three streams of revenue. Limited opportunities are available. Learn more at GeneratorFranchise.com. That's GeneratorFranchise.com.
11: The Social at Midtown is Gainesville's favorite restaurant and rooftop bar and is located right across from Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. The Social has 60 huge flat screen TVs, so you won't miss one second of the action. And every night, they have different specials. But you don't need to wait for nighttime to head to The Social. They open for lunch at 11 o'clock. Check out their delicious menu at thesocialgnv.com and follow them on social media to see the latest specials. Come get Social at The Social at Midtown.
0: Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports, and have some lunch, on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM, WRUF.
1: Welcome into Hour 2 of Sports Scene for this Monday. Elliot is producing it, and we hope you'll be part of it. 392-8255. You can email Russell at WRUF.com. Uh I'm going to just say that i, I got to double-check a start time on Gator baseball because uh, we thought it was 5.55. It may be 6.55, but I want to give you the right one, so uh, we will do that here momentarily for the game tomorrow. And then over the weekend, Auburn is here, <clears throat> those are 6.30, 6.30, and 1 p.m. starts for the Gators here. And then the Gators go to Knoxville. That will be interesting. And all three of those games will be on television. ESPNU, SEC Network, and ESPN2. Pretty interesting. All right, lots to talk about today. And by the way, let me give a shout-out not only to the Final Four for the men, but the Final Four for the women. There have been some really good games. Kim Mulkey gets LSU to the Final Four in her second year at LSU. Dawn Staley can get there again with a win tonight. So uh, the SEC, while not doing well on the men's side, has a chance to have two teams in the Final Four on the women's side. Byron, hello. Hello.
16: Hey, Steve, since since you uh, segued me into that, I'm going to just give a shout-out to those ladies, man. I played basketball. They play some great ball, man. Good games, though. I watch them, and, and, you know, don't go to many ladies' games. And uh, I'm going to get to a ladies' softball game, Steve. You had mentioned that. And I've been by Katie's, and I haven't been yet. But I'm going to try to get there and see those those girls and hats off to them, too. What I called about real quick, Steve, I'm going to start on my first day, Lamar Jackson you know what? I'm a fan of him since Louisville. I, I rumors was he was coming to Florida. I don't know if I'm gonna get in that, but I'm gonna keep moving. But uh the I I love him, but the thing about him is that Baltimore built that system around him. You can make a person better than they look probably. And I, I'm not knocking him, but I think that's what they're knocking why a lot of people not jumping on it. So you, you know, he's having a little trouble and with the deal, with the draft picks they they doing with him. So he's probably gonna wind up there, but uh Shout out trying to be your own agent, but uh yeah. And a uh, second thing, Steve, is Kags. and I, I was listening, I think Steve, to some other some guys talk about when he hit those home runs in uh Mississippi. And and man, that guy's awesome. And Steve, I had talked to you earlier. I think the day he pitched, I, I think he was doing great, but I think he was tied. They had a double hitter the day before and played so many innings. So, you know, I think sometimes he gets worn out. But uh great job by the Gators and um uh, Last Steve pitching, we were worrying about them, and, and the, the gentleman that went the full game—I I don't remember the name—but that's that's a rarity in college now. I, I couldn't believe that. But the Gators' uh, pitching this 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 weekend, uh, that what I could see of it was great—the relief and all. So just shout out to that and thanks, Steve. Go Gators.
1: Byron, thank you. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Lamar Jackson. In terms of, I mean, I had Joe said I, I would put Lamar Jackson at. Six or seven. Uh, he has Mahomes, Hertz, which is interesting because I don't think anybody started the season would have put him up there. Burrow, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, and uh, Trevor Lawrence. Behind Trevor Lawrence? I don't know. Phone's ringing there. Okay. All right. 392-8255. You can email uh, S. Russell at WRUF.com. By the way, Jack Caglione, SEC co-player of the week, along with Dylan Cruz of LSU. Uh, Cruz hit 625. Pretty good. Uh, and CAGs, of course, 611 on the on the week, four homers, eight RBI, SEC leading 24 total bases. So congratulations to him. He's had a (laughs) fabulous, fabulous season. Don't forget, Pro Day comes up later this week. We hope to be broadcasting from there Thursday. And uh, see who is doing what at Pro Day will be kind of fun to see. Um, All right, let's get Ed. Ed, welcome.
17: Good afternoon, Steve. Is this, I don't think there's any doubt, the most improbable Final Four in the history of the sport? I mean, two two teams from South Florida, for crying out loud. Uh, uh, and I I wonder who might even have one of those four teams in it, much less two or three of them. Uh, oh, I
1: had, I had how, UConn in it.
17: Oh, you did? Good. Oh, yeah, okay.
1: I had UConn in it, but not the other ones.
17: And uh, what was your take on the – the Creighton game did I mean I think the NCAA issued an official statement on it but I don't I haven't read it so I'm not sure what their
1: thing was in what respect
17: what did they get the call right Uh, well
1: I mean see that's gonna happen Mm -hmm. I I don't have as much uh, angst as some people do because look if it happens to your team Yes, you're going to have problems, but think about it. Does it should it boil down to that? Were there other calls in the game that were missed that went your way that gave you a chance to get where you are? The problem with all of that is it happens under the microscope of you know where this was in the tournament, and you know I, I get
17: it. Oh yeah, and I don't blame anybody, but again, it's it's part of the human element that uh, even with all the replays and stuff, which I don't care for once they get into the fifth to 10th minute of it, but uh, in an effort to get it right. But still, uh, I think in the verbiage, the same in every sport, uh, in contra what do you call it? Visual evidence. I, I forget that what the first word is, but uh, you have to have good evidence to overturn a call. And I, I guess that's about as close as you're
7: ever going to get.
1: Yeah. Well, and and again, depends who you also ask, right? Um, and remember, this was Ryan Nemhart. If you remember, who did this? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when when they asked, uh, was it Timmons? Is that was his name? No, Trammell. Uh, you know, he, he he thought he got fouled. So I mean, but it, it, it's hard when it comes that when you when you do whatever you do all year long, you get to that point, and it comes down to a call and a play like that doesn't go your way. I get it.
17: Yep. Um. And I guess I'm taking Miami now. The way they're playing, or, or now you're down to these four teams. But goodness gracious, for Atlantic Coast athletes,
12: oh, uh, I,
1: <clears throat> UConn's been destroying people. I, I, unless they have a bad day, I think they are the prohibitive favorites in this tournament. Now, does it doesn't mean they're going to win it. Of course not. Doesn't mean anything. But I, I mean, they're. I when when I saw them play against Florida, they had everything oh, right. you could want in a team. If they stayed healthy, that would get them to this point. And I haven't that had that's why I had them in the Final Four.
17: Yeah, and uh, I, I remember the game here wasn't close. But uh, uh, what was their final record? Do, do you remember?
1: I don't remember. But I mean, they struggled a bit. They haven't lost to anybody outside of their conference. Anybody,
17: that's that's kind of what
18: you need to know right there. Isn't it?
17: Yeah. All right, would ought to be fun. Uh, uh, two first timers, and uh, like I said, the prohibitive favorite. I wonder, it'll be interesting to see how that game goes. No doubt. All right. Catch you later, Steve. Ed,
1: thank you. Yeah. And look, Miami being in this—I mean, who would have thought two teams from South Florida would be in this tournament? I mean maybe Miami if they got hot but certainly not FAU and certainly not San Diego State. I mean no one seeds in this thing it's what makes this tournament great. And if you just you know I, I had a debate with a buddy of mine over this if if all you want to see is the best, is the seeded teams play, in other words, while well, the number one seeds are out. So have the ones, that's why you seed it, and that's why it's called a tournament, because the best teams don't always win. That's, there's a big difference between winning something in a regular season and then going to postseason. If if Gator baseball has a great regular season, and they win the SEC. That's an accomplishment. But if Florida were to do that and host a regional and lose, it would be considered a down year because you won the SEC, you you were home for a regional, and you were probably the top seed and got beat. So it's all perspective. It's all what you think. When it comes to this, Um, by the way, I saw Mike Trout Trout and Tiger Woods are going to build a golf course. How about that for an unlikely pairing? Um, But hey, Mike Trout, as good a baseball player he is, uh, is also an entrepreneur. And Bill asks... Steve, are you anxious now because Rodgers isn't was isn't uh, with the Jets yet? Uh, anxious, no. Concerned a little, yeah. What's I don't I think the sticking point is the Jets don't want to give up their first round pick and the Packers are demanding it. Who's going to win out? And I don't know a way that the Jets don't give it up eventually because they don't have any leverage here unless they somehow get in on Lamar Jackson. And then who knows what Lamar Jackson is asking. This will be intriguing. 114, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, one FM, 850 AM, WYUF. <laughs>
4: Good afternoon, I'm Nate Bilgeray. Florida's women's basketball squad has high hopes as they take on Bowling Green in the grade 8 of the WNIT. Make sure to tune in right here at 545 for live coverage of the game. Gators baseball completed their sweep of 13 ranked Ole Miss yesterday by a score of 7-4. The number 3 ranked Gators return to action tomorrow night at 7 when they face Florida State on neutral ground in Jacksonville, Florida. Over at the UF Tennis Complex. Florida Men's Tennis obtained another top 20 win over SEC rival, the Auburn Tigers. The women's team emulated the men's winning ways, taking down Ole Miss on the road. The tennis action returns this Friday when women's te- the women's team hosts Missouri at the Ring Tennis Complex. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Nate Bilgray.
0: ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM WRUF.
1: I want to talk to you about the Florida healthcare workers out there, or if you know somebody who works in the healthcare industry. I've got money saving news for you. It's really pretty simple. You need to switch your current financial institution to the credit union I've been using for over 30 years now. It's called My Healthcare Federal Credit Union, and it's right here in Gainesville. And here's one way I save if you have high credit card interest rates, my HCFCU has a low fixed rate card with no annual or balance transfer fees. How about a car loan? Well, they can give you the same low interest rate on new and used cars. Used car rates are typically higher at other institutions. They even have an option for you to get your paycheck deposited two days early. I love that feature. I don't know about you. I like saving money anytime I can. I've been a member for over 30 years, I can't say enough good things about my healthcare Federal Credit Union. Visit MyHCFCU.org to learn more. That's MyHCFCU.org.
5: Odyssey, as we all do our one thing, together millions of things for our planet. March marks the beginning of spring, and warmer temperatures means you can do more outside. Hang your clothes outside to dry instead of using the dryer. Not only will you save electricity, but your clothes will get that fresh outdoor scent. It's also a great time to walk or bike to destinations that are close by instead of driving. When we each share our one thing, it becomes a hundred things, a thousand things, a million things for our planet. What's your one
1: thing?
6: Companies at Medicare. We offer free shipping, 90 day supplies, and we bill your insurance. Call us today for a free benefits check.
16: 800 513 1652. 800 513 1652. That's 800 513 1652.
12: Since 1988, the Alachua Conservation Trust has helped preserve more than 54,000 acres of land and wetlands in 16 North Central Florida counties. From easements to historical preservation to environmental education, your donation to the Alachua Conservation Trust assures these lands and new ones are protected for generations to come. Visit AlachuaConservationTrust.org to learn more and to make a donation. That's AlachuaConservationTrust.org.
0: Keyshawn, J. Will and Max Weekday mornings at 6 Right here on ESPN 981 FM 8.50 AM WRUF And anywhere in the world On the WRUF radio app Sports scene with Steve Russell continues Here on ESPN 981 FM 8.50 AM WRUF And on your phone With the WRUF radio app
14: Welcome back.
1: Pete, I'm going to throw this out for the rest of the day. Uh, He says, great job by FAU, and it's interesting to have two Florida teams in the tournament, but not Florida and not Florida State. My question to you is, if you had to guess today at the end of March, do you think Florida makes the NCAA tournament next year? I would say no, but I'll tell you why I say no, and I want you to chime in. Who knows? There's so many unknowns. Who's going into the portal? Are they going to come here? But Florida, Mark Wiseman, a great point on who there it is today. When you're a new coach, unless... You're in on guys, you're looking to recruit. For example, when, when Golden was out west at San Francisco, is he recruiting the same guy to San Francisco that he would recruit to Florida? So it's very hard in a high school recruiting because unless you're in on these kids early, you don't have a chance. So that limits you. So now you have to build your roster almost totally from the portal. And while Castleton was certainly a good get, that wasn't Golden's get in the portal. And those guys were just okay. So that's why I would say at this point, today, until I see it, until I see the number of teams Florida has to climb over, I'd say no. But I would certainly be able to amend that pick later. Patrick says he had UConn in his original pick. After the squeeze 16 had Miami and UConn. Uh, and he says, do you have any eligibility left to pitch for softball? Uh, no. They wouldn't want me pitching for softball, that's for sure. Andrew says, how are San Diego State and FAU not in big, bigger conference? Is football like 99% of the decision-making? A lot of it is. Yes. Pac-12 seems desperate for teams. not. I mean, again, it seems they have tons of good basketball schools out west. They could add. I'm guessing it's all based on football. No, but look at Gonzaga. Gonzaga is very good in basketball, but what else? I'm not saying they're not good, but you get my point. How do you? Get, sometimes you can be in a in a conference for export only, and that may happen with some people. We have to kind of see to find out where that goes. I got, what, half an hour left and I'm sitting here talking to myself. It's just, it's amazing to me this time of the year when there's so much going on that there's just so much apathy, so much indifference. I don't know. I don't know. A couple of emails, though. Bill says, uh, "I just heard about Lamar Jackson. If you were a team, would you take him? Well, y- y- yes, but what's the asking price? That's th- that. That's the other part of the equation, right? I mean, sure, if you're going to give him to me, I'll take him. But what's the what's the asking price? That I think we have to wait to see." Uh, Jack says. Right now, uh, since you read that uh, story about facilities, that tends to make one think facilities aren't that important. Um, No, they're important. And look, you can make the equation, Georgia had 15, look look where Georgia is. So yeah, it's important, but it isn't everything. Florida got four votes, the same as Ohio State, You think the programs are different where Ohio State is and where Florida is? So that isn't everything, but again, I'll say it for the 50th time. You better have it. If you don't have it, then, you know, chances are. But like I said, there were schools like Florida State and Penn State that only had one kid vote that had a great facility. And I think those schools are primed To have big years. Um, Apparently Texas. Is going to remove the interim tag. From Rodney Terry. So once again. He takes. This is not his team. This is Chris Beard's team. Chris Beard. Now he helped recruit it. But you get my point. So this is a gamble. On Texas's part. Because. He didn't recruit this team. So. But the players love them, and that's certainly part of it. Uh, CBSSports.com's Ryan Wilson did a three-round mock draft. Now, it's going to change a lot in a month. His first pick, C.J. Stroud going to Carolina. Pick two, Bryce Young going to the Texans. Pick three, Will Anderson Jr. from Bama going to the Cardinals. Pick four, Anthony Richardson to the Colts. How about that? Now, think about this. They have, the Colts, I think I'm right in this, three quarterbacks on their roster who are all uh either journeyman or uh, not that good. Nick Foles is one. Gardner Minshew is another. And, of course, Sam Ellinger. Well, if you draft Anthony Richardson, you wouldn't think Ellinger would be around there for, for long. And Matt Ryan's a free agent. But how about that? That's an intriguing pick if that happens. There's also two other Gators that he thinks will be drafted in the first three rounds. And by the way, in his draft, Will Levis drops to 18 in the first round, going to L.A. Yeah, the Rams. He has Osiris Torrance going pick 20 to the Seahawks. And he has Dexter going in round three to the Broncos in a trade. So three Gators would be in the first three rounds of his mock draft. Interesting. Uh, And then Stetson Bennett... Nobody has him very high on the board. Um and according to his agent, he's gotten interest from ten NFL teams. I'm not sure he's going to be a high draft, but we'll see. But somebody will take a chance on him. 128 Time Check brought to you by Hey schillery ESPN, 981 FM A fifty AM W Y U F.
5: This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM,
10: 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. The springtime weather couldn't have come at a better time because now's the time for the Polaris of Gainesville inventory clearance sale where you can save hundreds, even thousands on tracker boats and Polaris off-road vehicles. Enjoy the great outdoors with family and friends in the beautiful springtime air. For bass fishermen, they're biting now and those bass just love being hooked by tracker brand boaters at Polaris of Gainesville. The 2023s are here and the 2022s must go now. Take advantage of interest rates as low as 4.99% and rebates up to $6,000. Plus get $500 trading credit with select Polaris models and payments under $99 per month on youth models. Now is the time. Polaris of Gainesville is the place for the inventory clearance sale. US 441 between Gainesville and Alachua. Online at polarisofgainesville.com and incentives on specific models. See Polaris of Gainesville for details. Interest rates are determined by lender with approved credit.
4: Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at exceptional dentistry.
12: Then I was going in to have chemo and before we put in my port, I called and said, I need to come in because that's one of the things about being healthy, is to have healthy teeth and mouth and wanted to get uh, looked at before I went in. They worked me in right away and I felt so much more confident about going into chemo and also having them back me up as my health care team and the family that's behind me and that Dr. R called us and said, is there anything you need? And you just don't understand what that means until you go through it, that you've got people behind you, plus such a caring group of people that you can call at any time and say, I have a problem. This
17: is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental
11: problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com.
12: The following message is sponsored by the Florida Department of Elder Affairs, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. It was an opportunity for me to put everything I was as a person into work. They have so much to offer, and they need to be respected and taken care of and listened to.
6: Being an ombudsman gives me that opportunity to pay it forward. For more information,
10: go to ombudsman.elderaffairs.org. That's ombudsman.elderaffairs.org.
4: The CEP's Equine Industry Expo is back, presented by Quantum Fiber, Wednesday, March 29th from 1 to 7 p.m. at the Ocala Downtown Market. See a variety of horse breeds and horsemanship, farrier, and equine industry demos. Learn about equine career opportunities from top equestrians. Meet the horses, take a free carriage ride, and enjoy the best in equine entertainment. The Equine Industry Expo, presented by Quantum Fiber, Wednesday, March 29th from 1 to 7 p.m. Check us out on Facebook.
5: Are you interested in a career providing care and education for children ranging from six weeks to five years old? Career Source of North Central Florida and the University of Florida's Early Childhood Education Center, Baby Gator, will host a career fair Wednesday, April 5th from 10 till 2. Find out about UF's benefits and Baby Gator's bonus program, including competitive salary and time off. That's Wednesday, April 5th from 10 till 2 at Career Source North Central Florida in the Publix Shopping Center on North Main Street in Gainesville. Go to jobs.ufl.edu for more information.
0: From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update.
5: A return to mostly sunny and partly sunny
4: skies are expected with breezy conditions yet again. Southwesterly winds will occasionally gust upwards of 20 to 25 miles per hour. That's going to allow for temperatures this afternoon to reach the upper 80s and even low 90s, especially south of Gainesville. As we go into the overnight, we'll see a return to mostly cloudy skies. Rain chances move into our area by tomorrow. From the UF Weather Center, I'm
5: Meteorologist Justin Ballard.
0: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max.
5: Marlins' second baseman, Jazz Chisholm. Jay wants to face major league pitching. He believes that he could make contact, even if the to foul tip the ball against live pitching against a guy like Max Scherzer. What do you have to say to
4: that?
9: But first Jazz? off, Jazz, I, mean, I have blinding confidence. I feel like you could foul off a ball, but I don't
0: think you're going to hit it. He, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 981 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. The WRUF radio app, your source for sports every second of every hour of every day. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators.
6: This is Gatorhead football coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM. 8.50 a.m. WRUF and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app.
1: Thank you, Coach. By the way, Wednesday of this week, the Russell fearless predictions on the Major League Baseball season. Who's going to win? Wild card teams. And then we will write those down. At the end of the year, we will see how yours truly did. And looking forward to that. So hopefully later this week we get some baseball talk with your favorite team and uh, you can let us know how you think they're going to do. In the meantime, we'll talk to Jeff. Jeff, hi.
18: Hey, hi, Steve. Um, with, you know, CAGS now has 17 home runs with this Forey hit in the um, Ole Miss series. You know, we, we talk about the lively baseball now, but I'm not sure that any of those 17 uh, might not have made it out of the ballpark even with a, a less lively ball i mean it's it's just amazing the the way he locks in and uh, his his margin for error is not not uh, much at all I and mean, he he's able to to pump the ball over the, the fence by you know uh, 50 feet every time yeah i
1: i don't know um he certainly hits Long home runs—that's for sure.
18: But I—but the ball does have something to do with it. Sure, sure. Hey, Chris. I mean, uh, did you, uh, Steve, did you know who is number two now in home runs in the NCAA? Mm-hmm. That would be none other than Chris Anderson of Jacksonville, who hit Chris Armstrong uh, three you mean. home runs. Yeah, I'm sorry, Chris Armstrong hit three home runs uh, on Saturday and three on Sunday. Now, he's got 16, which supports your argument that maybe there is a lively ball. Yeah, Uh, and, and I mean,
1: taking nothing away from Armstrong, you know, the competition isn't as strong week to week. So, but, I mean, look, nobody, when he was here, uh, people could see, you know, his raw power as well. just wasn't very
18: consistent. Sure. Um, Were you surprised at all at Alabama – uh, going out early, uh, and, and do you think that some of the peripheral um, si- situation had anything to do with it? Yes,
1: I do. Um, I, I think it, it, it. one would be foolish to think it didn't have something to do with it. I'm not saying that was the main cause of it, uh, but look, when you, I don't want to see you live and die by the three, but if you look at the game with San Diego State, it was a bad matchup in the sense of, you know, San Diego State's forte is defense, and they, you know, they get you pretty good. Um, and Alabama didn't shoot well. So, you know, throw that in the mix is what you get. Sometimes it's who you're matched up against in this
18: tournament. Sure. And, and, uh, you know, you say they didn't shoot well, but a lot of that's because, um, Senior State fought through screens and, sure. and just didn't give him a look. Right. And uh, I remember,
1: And, and, and did anybody the, think, if you're an Alabama fan, Miller would go 3 of 19?
18: No. You know I mean, that's, I mean, that's he's, incredible. Yeah.
1: And I, I think he had five turnovers or whatever he had in the game. So, you know, without him, now who picks up the scoring slack for you? And I don't think they had anybody that could do that. So that's... Again, give San Diego Diego State a lot of
18: credit for what they did to Alabama. Yeah, I looked at uh, Brandon Miller's stat line, and it was the first time in a while that he didn't assist a shooter. Well, and what what do they live and die by? The three, right?
1: The three. They were three (laughs) of 25 or whatever they were from three. Well, when they don't shoot the three, which is what they used to win, you're probably not going to win, and they didn't.
18: Exactly. Uh do do you have a favorite for the uh Connecticut. For the championship Connecticut? I had
1: I had them winning I, the whole I, thing I before the him. thing started, so that's why they're my favorite.
18: Yeah, I, I remember uh I guess you probably saw the Florida Connecticut game early in the yep. season and uh a lot of people came away from that game saying like that's the best team we've seen play here in Gainesville in years. I well, know about years, yeah. but they were really good. I'll
1: give them that. And that's why I think they had they still have every ingredient necessary to, you know, to win. And that's why I picked them from the start. Now, the rest of my bracket isn't great, but at least I might get the eventual winner.
18: Gotcha. Well,
1: Steve, thank you so much, and uh, uh, go Gators. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate your call. Three nine two eight two five five. You can email uh, russell at wruf.com. Uh, let's see here. Paul says, right now, uh, with Lam- it's interesting. I never get, or rarely get, NFL stuff. I've had three emails about Lamar Jackson today. Very unusual. He says, uh, Lamar Jackson's requesting a trade. Where do you think he goes? Oh, boy. I don't know. Because I don't know what the capital is of all the teams in the league. Like, who can, who's got, is it going to be uh, other players? Is it going to be draft picks? You know, what are the, what are the Ravens looking to get here for him? Um, so I just don't know enough about the individual teams that have the capital to get him. Just don't know the answer to that. Um, and I don't think the Ravens want to, trade him necessarily, but, you know, he wants out. We'll see what happens. Bring Jake to the show. Hi, Jake.
3: Hey, Steve. Well, I think it's a really interesting Final Four. I sure wouldn't have thought of anybody, maybe except for Connecticut. But I uh, (laughs) I didn't think that uh, Miami was going to pull it out. Texas was whopping them pretty good for quite a while. But uh, I'm going to pull for the Owls. I uh, was really surprised how good they played. I didn't remember us playing them where they looked that good, but evidently...
1: No, no, no. They did. FAU looked, the FAU rained threes on Florida, if you remember.
3: That's what I'm saying. I didn't really remember the game at most, But I do know that they've got everybody coming back next year, except for the guy that made the final four free throws. They're going to be held to play next year.
18: Well, I mean, maybe
3: somebody wrong. wants
1: to transfer. We don't know that either.
3: Yeah, but I can't imagine the guys get a lot of playing time transfer. I can. transfer.
1: I can. Well, what? give
3: me a reason why. Why would
1: here, here, why? Do I want to play for FAU when I'm probably, you know, th- is this a Cinderella run for them, or is this sort of a lightning in a bottle thing when I can maybe transfer to, I'll just throw a school out, Kansas and mm-hmm. – have a better chance. We don't know that.
3: Well, that's a possibility, but I, I didn't realize that, that Dusty May, right, he used to coach for the Gators?
1: As an assistant, <laughs> for yes. For
3: three or four years. An assistant coach, yeah. yes. I didn't remember him, but... And his, son's on, and his son, son is currently wife. on the team. Is that right? Yes. Uh-huh. Well, anyway, I'm not arguing with you. I'd be surprised if any of them guys leave. They seem real tight together, so we'll see. But... I, I really would love to see them win. I don't really give them much of a chance against Connecticut. I do give them a chance against San Diego State, which I kind of felt like Creighton was a better team. Obviously, they weren't. But
1: Well, you know what's I interesting, like too? Creighton
3: kind of gave it away.
1: People forget this. When FAU came here, that was in November. It was Florida's third game of the year. And yeah. I've forgotten this. Because it was an upset. You know, nobody expected that e. to come in here and win. It was a two-point game.
3: Wow. See, I don't remember that either. Yeah. Huh.
1: 76-74.
3: Wow, that's that's something that we played about because I'll tell you what, I was really, really impressed with those guys. They don't miss free throws. You know, they go out and they, just, they look great. I was really surprised that they were, that, that you know, I hadn't seen them really play and uh, I I don't give them I don't give anybody much of a chance against Connecticut but it's 50-50 till the ball goes up in the air so we'll see. All right. All yep, right, see, thank you. Yep,
1: appreciate your call. Thank you. Again, you look back on that game now and I did this yesterday. It was 76-74, game 3, they made 13 threes in that game. And I just thought, wow, they they, they shoot, right? But Florida Played a Final Four team within two points. What does that mean? Uh, Nothing. But, you know, again, that was in November. But we could see where, you know, FAU could shoot the basketball. And think about this. Riley Kugel in that game was a bench player. Played 10 minutes in that game. Reeves was a starter in that game. Played 30. How things changed. 144 time check brought to you by Hayes Shillery. Final segment coming up. ESPN 981 FM 850 AM W R
0: U Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending. Now on ESPN 981 FM 850 AM WRUF.
11: Good afternoon. I'm Jared Sivin. Today in the WNIT Gators Women's Basketball heads to Bowling Green, Ohio to take on the Bowling Green Falcons in the Great Eight. Catch live coverage right here, starting at 5.45. Tomorrow, the number 3 Gators baseball team heads to Jacksonville to face rivals FSU. The Gators are on a four-game winning streak dating back to the last time they played FSU, winning 9-5. Catch live coverage of tomorrow's game, starting right here at 6.55. Later this week, number 2 Gators gymnastics team heads to Pittsburgh to compete in the NCAA Pittsburgh Regional 2nd round. March Madness is nearing the end, and only four teams remain. This Saturday, catch Florida Atlantic as they face San Diego State and UConn, as they face Miami in the Final Four. That's our Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Jared Sivan.
0: ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
8: Bill was tired of saying no to his kids because of his debilitating pain.
3: I have three kids that are 13 and under. Every day they're asking, Dad, can we take a bike ride? Dad, can we play ping pong? Unfortunately, in the past, I had to sadly say no quite often.
8: An accident left Bill with aching knees and shoulders. Even after four knee surgeries, Bill still felt constant pain in his knees. And then he discovered QC Kinetics and their natural biologic therapies.
3: I did it on the knee. It really became life-changing. I've had the same results with the shoulder. QC Kinetics'
8: non-invasive Regenerative treatments help restore damaged tissue and provided much needed relief for knees, hips, shoulders, and backs. Right there in the office, no downtime. Bill's able to do just about anything these days.
3: Like taking my kids to Disney World and walking 10 miles
8: a day at Disney, bike riding, taking a walk on the beach. Call QC Kinetics for your free consultation today. Call QC Kinetics 352 400 That's 352 400 Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the villages. 352 Hey, Steve Russell here. I
1: want to tell you about the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. This facility houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes and is sustained by donated cars, trucks, boats, RVs or any vehicle. Donations are tax deductible and go a long way towards helping these boys learn real-life skills by repairing the vehicles and reselling them. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch has been helping boys for over 70 years. They need your help. So please consider donating your unused or unwanted vehicle. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org and learn
5: Severe weather is on the rise every year. Rather than relying on our aging power grid, millions are choosing to protect their homes with Generac Home Standby Generators. Would you like to be a part of this lucrative industry? Generator Supercenter, the nation's number one Generac generator dealer, has a franchise opportunity available in Gainesville, Ocala. Join the industry-leading team with a proven franchise model generating three streams of revenue. Limited opportunities are available. Learn more at GeneratorFranchise.com. That's GeneratorFranchise.com.
4: Drugs and alcohol have real effects on your ability to drive. In fact, last year, more than 800 people died in impaired driving crashes in Florida. DUIs are costly and you will lose your license. You may even face jail time. DUIs will stay on your record for 75 years. Driving while impaired has real consequences. Impairment is no illusion. Never drive impaired. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor
10: Vehicles. When was the last time you had a burger? No, I mean a real burger, not something you got from a drive-thru. If it's been a while, you need to head to Copper Monkey West in Jonesville. The burgers at Copper Monkey West have been voted best in the area for years. They're legendary. That's not all. USDA, Choice Steaks, ribeye Filet, New York Strip, and Philly Cheesesteaks, Chicken Sandwiches, Salmon, and more. Their sandwiches are now made with boar's head meat. Copper Monkey West has a full bar featuring many local brews, all served to you by some of the nicest, friendliest folks around. Takeout available, Copper Monkey
0: West in Jonesville. Mmm, it really does taste that good. We are your home for Florida Gators softball. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators.
6: This is Gators head baseball coach Kevin O'Sullivan, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app.
1: All right, last seven, eight minutes today. Steven says the Yankees will have 21-year-old Anthony Volpe starting at shortstop. Talk about pressure. Hope he does well. Yeah, he is a very highly rated prospect, and at least out of camp, he's going to start in the pressure cooker that is New York. James says, you mentioned you had to predict today you'd not have the Gator basketball team in next year's NCAA tournament. I think most fans would agree with you. With that being said, and assuming the football team doesn't make a New Year's bowl game next year, what a Gator fans need to see to be convinced the current athletic department strategy will eventually pan out. Well, then that third year becomes very critical. Very critical. I'm going to say this again. You're going to get, at times an FAU, or a San Diego State, or St. Peter's, and I'm using them as an example. Look at the run they made last year. They didn't make the tournament this year. Is there any guarantee FAU makes the tournament next year? No. First of all, they won't sneak up on anybody. And you never know what happens year to year. So sometimes you catch lightning in a bottle, which is what Happened with those two teams. Well, if the Gators don't make the NCAA tournament, then there's immense pressure to make it in year three. If Now, in football, it's a little bit different, I think. I don't think you have to make a New Year's Day bowl game. If you win eight games with the scheduled Florida plays, I think the arrow's pointing up. Still, year three becomes big because now Texas, Oklahoma come in. And speaking of that, it's going to make basketball that much tougher because Texas, I don't think Oklahoma, at least early on, I think they're going to be a middle-of-the-pack team in men's basketball. Texas will be a top-tier team. In men's basketball. Texas will be a top-tier team in a lot of sports. Oklahoma, certainly in gymnastics, certainly uh, in other sports as well, will be very good. It'll make the league that much tougher. Uh, okay, a couple of emails here. I lost my... Oh, here, Fred. Thank you, Fred. Uh... Steve, listen to the show when I can, as I eat lunch at my work. Uh, Is this Gator baseball team for real? How about sweeping Ole Miss on the road? Yeah, I mean, look. Ole Miss at the time was ranked 13th. You can't say now, in hindsight, well, they weren't that good. They were ranked 13th. They're 0-6 in the league. Mississippi State is 0-6 in the league. So Florida's not, I mean, you have to, when you say they haven't played good teams, you say that with an asterisk because Ole Miss was number 13 when they laced them up Saturday. Now they play Auburn. Auburn is certainly not, you know, a a cream of the crop team. Yeah, I think they're two and four in the league. So, but you can't take anybody, any team for granted in this league you can't but do i think they're for real yeah i think they're for real i do this team has a chance a chance to go a long way and think about what happened this weekend just from yesterday kentucky beat alabama two to one in their series tennessee swept texas a&m that's a place florida goes to in may is And they go to Tennessee, too. Vandy swept Mississippi State. And Florida swept Ole Miss. So, in and, and the league, if you look at some of the numbers in the league, Vanderbilt was hitting 250-something before league play started. They're now hitting 366 in league games. And one of the reasons why Ole Miss is struggling, Ole Miss is hitting 199 in league games. 199. And as much of a juggernaut as people think Florida is, the Gators are hitting 262 in league games. They're not crushing it. But only two teams in the SEC are hitting above 300 in league games, Vandy and LSU. Pitching-wise is where Florida has made the most improvement. Ready for this? Mississippi State's earn-run average in league games, six of them, is 14.98. They give up 15 earned runs a game on average in SEC games. Ole Miss has a team ERA of 8.70. In SEC games. The best. Is South Carolina. At 3.23. The Gators are actually fifth. In the SEC and earn run average. 4.33. And teams only hitting. 225. Against the Gators. That's pretty good. So I keep saying this. You just don't know. Until league play starts. How good. You know, somebody is. Is non-league a measuring stick of some kind? Yes, it is. But it's what you do in your league that I think mostly defines you. And so far, Florida's been pretty darn good. Now, we can make an argument. Alabama could have won that series. Sure, Florida could have swept it. That's how close that series was. Alabama was very competitive here. Uh, Okay. Randy, our final two emails today. Randy says, uh, Steve, do you think the quarterback competition in spring camp is really a competition? Yes, I do. I do. But I think if you go out and get Graham Mertz, then I think you get him as if he's the presumptive starter. Somebody's got to beat him out. And I know, you know, a coach is never going to say that. Never going to say that at all. Well, you know, everybody's equal, Max Brown. uh, And and that, okay. But I think common sense tells you that somebody's going to have to beat him out. And he has already said on record that he wants one more quarterback to be added in this cycle. When spring practice ends. Will that be truly somebody. Who's been a starter before. That will compete. We will see. Larry says not sure. We didn't play Tennessee. Correct. If so. Should we not be playing them in Gainesville this year. I think. That is a road game. But I will double check that. I'm almost positive that's on the road. But. But. I will make sure because I think last year. Now you know schedules are all different, and I get it, uh, but I'm going to check that because I think Tennessee's next after Auburn. Uh, that is in Knoxville. I was right. Okay, April six, seven, and eight. That is a Thursday, Friday, Saturday series. So yes, it's in Knoxville. And this weekend for Auburn is a Friday. Saturday, Sunday. And of course, FSU in Jacksonville this time tomorrow. That'll be a 7 o'clock game. FSU is struggling a little bit. And again, with a first-year coach, not totally surprising because they weren't that good last year either. Uh, okay, I think that all, that's all my emails, which means we're just about done for today. Uh, don't forget, good luck to the Gator women's basketball team, WNIT, they call it the Super 8. Bowling Green will have it for you live tonight right here. You can hear it. And tomorrow we'll have Gator baseball for you at 6.55 when they face Florida State. Tomorrow? We'll talk more about the madness, maybe talk about the Rays and the Mons if I can get some guests to answer back. So we'll try to do that for you. In the meantime, that's our Monday edition of Sports Scene. Elliott produced it. We thank you for being part of it. You're listening to ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WYUF. I'm Steve Russell. Enjoy the rest of your Monday.
0: Two five one CG Gainesville from the Spurriers Gridiron Grill Studios. We are ESPN 98.1 FM eight fifty AM WRUF. In the South, it's always college football season, and the king of college football reigns supreme all year long. Southern Sports Today proudly presents the Chuck Oliver Show. It's an inside look at everything college football. Now live from Atlanta, Georgia, it's time to talk college football with the reigning king of college football, Chuck Oliver, on Southern Sports Today. The main takeaway from spring
19: practice... Changed in literally the most drastic way possible. It is Chuck Oliver showing a Monday. How are we today? Honk your horn if you hear me. I don't think we do that on the show, but you can honk your horn if you want to. It is a Monday, and I appreciate everybody coming here for college football conversation. Uh, we have sprinkled in some college hoops conversation over the past couple of weeks, and I mean, there will be a comment or two, I'm sure, at some point today. Uh, Bama took the pipe the other night. They got beat by a really good team that plays a lot of defense and can block a lot of shots. They still weren't supposed to lose that game. But they got beat by a really quality squad, and so Tennessee had gotten thumped, and so you got a final four of San Diego State, FAU, Miami, and UConn. I didn't think that, like, the final, I don't know, 30 miles of the United States and South Florida would get half the final four. But it happened. So that's what that is. But we got spring practice going on. And items that have caught my eye over the last, I'll say, oh, what is today, the 27th? I'm going to say over the past week, I keep going back somewhere that I really wasn't planning to go to yet. I thought we were going to reach spring games before I started going back. Can I give a credit to Dan? We know a bunch of people were for 247, right? So oh, I just A whole roster, yeah. Throw a bone here because this thing is mostly free. If you go to 247Sports.com, I don't know, Dan, do you have any better transfer portal than 247, man? They keep it running. The NCAA Transfer Portal Twitter account does a great job too, but I think it's an offshoot of 247. Um, 247 does a great job. So you can go find anything you want about recruiting, transfers, whatever. And so on my Twitter account, over about the past week, I started seeing like an uptick in announcements that I thought would be coming once we got past spring games because the transfer portal window opens May 1st and it will stay up May 1st through 15th. I thought after the spring game and all was said and done, at least as much as can be done after 14 practices in a pretend game, if you even have one. I thought then, okay, I, I'm going to transfer. Mm-mm. It's already started happening. And when I say that the main takeaway from spring practice has changed in such a drastic, it literally is the exact opposite. Folks, spring practice in college football is no longer about deciding what your are too deep might look like. It's about deciding which players won't be on the team at all come the season. In fact, I would say in most cases, coaches, if they have a, A preference that they're able to kind of pull this off with a straight face? It used to be about really working hard and deciding and getting your leaders, and then this guy wins. And, of course, you can, I mean, every practice, Tuesday in October, every job's open. So you can declare a starter. Yeah, he's a starter until he's not. Go out and defend your job now. Spring practice at one point, it was possible to win a job. I'm not kidding. It was possible to win a job. That's not what spring practice is. In fact, I declare most coaches, they want to go the other way. The last thing most coaches want to do is declare a winner of a job. Coaches.